This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello and welcome back to the show. And before we dive into today's question, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to start doing quite a lot of stuff on this very cool new app called Periscope. And you may or may not have heard of it. It's from the same people that make Twitter. And what you can do with Periscope is basically broadcast live video to the world. And it's so it's kind of cool. It's kind of like podcasting, except it's video and it's live. So basically, I'm going to be coming on a few times a week to talk about languages, language learning, give you some tips, some, some, some ideas for your learning, help keep you motivated. You can also ask me questions live and we can just uh, hang out for a bit. So if you like the idea of that, then what you should do is download the Periscope app on your phone and whatever phone you've got, if it's uh, iPhone or Android, just head to the to the, the app store and look for the Periscope app. Once you've got that installed, simply search for Ollie Richards and you'll find me there. There's another guy called Ollie Richards, actually, who's kind of confusing. He's got a, a profile photo of his legs up in front of a sun lounger. That's not me. My photo is in front of the pyramids in Egypt, so you should be able to easily recognize me. So yeah, so check that out, the Periscope app and, and search for me and I'll be giving you some some cool stuff regularly throughout the week on that app. So I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show italki, where you can get the most po- convenient possible language lessons and language practice every week. If you'd like a free lesson, head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's question, which comes from Derek. Now, Derek sent this question by email, and it's a really cool question. He says, Dear Ollie, thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. I have a question regarding learning a language for work. I currently work in Sweden, and my Swedish is somewhere between B1 and B2 at the moment. About a month ago, I started my current job, which requires me to use Swedish as the main language. Even though I don't have much problem reading, I have a lot of problems speaking and understanding while listening. Sometimes I have to ask my colleagues to repeat or to tell me the word that I didn't understand, but if there are too many things I don't understand during a conversation, then this approach doesn't work very well, because then I'm not even able to tell which word that I don't know and stopping a conversation from time to time just feels so stupid. He goes on to say, from my past experience of learning some other languages, this whole process might take up to a year and a half, sorry, up to half a year until I can feel more or less comfortable with the new language. I wonder if you've been in a similar situation before. If so, can you please give me some tips on how to make this process a bit smoother and hopefully less painful? Cool. Thanks for your email, Derek. And yes, I have been in this situation before. So just to summarize the question then. So Derek's in Sweden and he speaks pretty good Swedish, B1 to B2, which is good. But he's now using the language at work. And at work, he's finding that he gets a lot of people talking to him. And there are sometimes quite a lot of things he doesn't understand. So I'm sure, you know, you can relate to how this is a kind of tricky situation, right? Because... You know, because you want to be able to, in order to work in another language, you've got to be very confident. You've got to, you can't be stopping and asking people to, to repeat all the time. And yeah, I have been in this situation. And um, very recently, actually, when I was in Egypt, even this year, I one of the things I had to do as part of my job was I had to give talks to to large group of Egyptian, large groups of Egyptians, and they'd want me to do it in English because you know I'm the the kind of 
the, the white guy with the blonde hair and blue eyes who's you know <laughs> this is the kind of image that people expect from where I was working and so I'd, I'd often have to stand up in front of a, a big crowd of people and give a talk but the way that this worked was th I'd have to give the same talk many many times over across an entire weekend so in some cases I'd actually give the same talk over over seven or eight times now what was interesting was that there were, it was always translated into Arabic. I had someone come and translate for me. And I remember the first time, you know, I would kind of stand up and I'd give my, my talk. It was about half an hour long. And I would always listen to the translation because it's quite a cool way of, um, you know, learning a bit of Arabic. And at the beginning, I didn't understand anything. But behind the time I'd done it seven or eight times, I understood a, a large amount of what my translator was saying including some very specific words, uh, you know, kind of vocabulary that n normally you wouldn't learn and you might never learn from a, from a course or for a textbook. Vocabulary that's very specific to my, to my work. And I actually found that after, on one occasion, after doing about eight of these speeches, I would have people come up to me and talk to me in Arabic afterwards, and I'd understand everything they would say, even though it was quite technical stuff, because I'd just been listening to that language being used over and over again, over the course of a couple of days. And so what I took from that very clearly, well, more clearly than ever before, was that if you want to get to know a certain topic very well, then all you've got to do is have enough repetition on exactly that topic for you to learn the stuff. Okay, so to that wasn't a very eloquent way of putting it, was it? But, but <laughs> think about it. I learnt, I listened to the translation of what I was saying eight times over. And I knew that stuff. I knew all the vocabulary and what was being said after those eight times. So on a very, very simple level, if you break this down, all you've really got to do is to figure out what it is that you need to understand and then go away and put yourself in an environment where you can listen to that stuff being used over and over again. Now, that's my particular situation was quite unusual. It's actually a very good kind of language study um, approach. <laughs> well, I don't know how you could possibly replicate that in, in your own situation. Um, but short of having a translator who will just sort of repeat everything you say eight times um, over the course of a weekend, then here's what I would do in your situation, Derek. You you already speak Swedish, and I'm gathering, I, I guess, that in the context that you're speaking Swedish at work, you probably go over the same topics over and over again. I don't know what your job is, but work tends to be like this. We tend to talk about the same things. Now, you can't overnight learn the entire Swedish language, but what you can do is learn the vocabulary that you need to function very well in that that job. And you know, we've all we've all met people before who have a who are very very good communicators despite making a lot of mistakes because they know the vocabulary very well. They, they're good listeners, they're good at responding naturally. And, you know, you can make a whole bunch of mistakes, but still be a very, very effective communicator if you know the, the words and phrases that are required for your job. So there are two things in particular that I think I'd do. I mean, before I even start, I would, I would think very carefully about exactly what topics I need to talk about at work. And I'd make, a, I'd make notes on that, maybe brainstorm what topics I, you would most likely need to talk about on a regular basis. And then I would do two things. First thing I would do is try to get material that is 
that, that uses that that those topics that you've talked about. Now, it might not be easy to find printed material, like published material, and so what I've often done in the past is kind of a sneaky method, but it works really well. Is to actually make a bunch of recordings on my phone. So if I go to a meeting uh, in the target language, or if I'm talking to someone in the target language, I will just literally record that using the voice recorder app on my phone, and then. I will go back and use that material there as the basis for my study. All right, so, th- so think about it. If you have a regular meeting in Swedish and you often find that meeting that meeting hard, well, you need to study the stuff that's said in that meeting. All right, so what better thing to do than to get a recording of it and pour over it over and over again until you until you know the vocabulary, you understand what's being said. You know, we can dance around the topic of of language learning, and I can give you all these these fancy strategies and stuff for learning but ultimately that's the most possible direct way the most direct way possible to to learn the stuff that you need to learn so i recommend you do something like that you know if you are in banking for example and you happen to be able to get a swedish textbook on banking well yeah that that would be cool as well but you know you've got a very straightforward goal Derek, which is to be able to function in a specific situation with specific people. So, you know, the, the thing that you really need to do is just spend time listening to that stuff. Now, the other thing that I would do is I would work with a tutor and I would tell my tutor what those situations were. And I'd list out those situations and then I would, with my tutor, spend that time doing role plays on the topic that you've identified. And your tutor does not need to be an expert in this stuff. They can just kind of play the role of a of one of your colleagues. And you can just practice having discussions on those topics. Maybe you can bring in some vocabulary that you have heard that you didn't understand. Maybe you could take in the recordings that you've made, get your tutor to listen to that stuff and then suggest activities, topics that you could talk about. So... It's like a two-step process. The first part of the process is to listen as much as possible to directly relevant material. And the second process is to actually go and practice that with your tutor. So you're replicating the work environment with I mean, outside work. Does that make sense? Go right to the source. And this is one of those occasions where, you know, as you say, under normal circumstances, it might take half a year. And that seems that stacks up to me. That sounds about right. You know, half a year of listening to the same vocabulary over and over again. Yeah, you'd learn you'd learn a lot of it. So the way to fast track that is to control the environment, study it in a in a controlled way at home in the evenings. And the best way to do that is get hold of the real authentic material. Now, this is going to work for you because you're B one B two, so you already speak good Swedish. If anyone, if you, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not B1, B2 yet, maybe you're kind of a lower level and you want to be able to function at work. I think the advice would change a bit because, you know, you've got to have a foundation and a grounding in the language. So, you know, if you're not confident at speaking in the basic conversations yet, then I'd say, well, let's just go back and study, go back and study the basics and keep doing that until you until you are confident speaking and then you can start to specialize a bit more all right so i hope that's helpful derek i'd love to i'd love to um to hear how you get on so maybe you could you could send me an email at some point and let me know how you're doing with that uh if you'd like to ask me a question then you can there are a couple of ways to do it the best way is to leave me a voicemail message by going to i will teach you a language.com forward slash ask you can also leave me a star rating and review in itunes which i would absolutely love to bits and 
you can leave me a question there in the review and I always check those regularly. You can do that by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash review. I'd like to thank once more the sponsors of the show italki and you know if you're in a situation like like Derek's and you want to find a tutor who you can practice a specific thing with regularly there's no better place than italki because you can do it from the comfort of your own home and they have thousands and thousands of teachers in different languages so to get a free lesson head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash start speaking now at the end of every episode I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show and I'd like to tell you about a blog post I wrote some time ago that was actually really, really popular and has, I think, helped a lot of people to make their own language materials. We've talked about that a bit here in the in the podcast today about how, you know, you can get a lot further, a lot faster by creating the materials that you need yourself. And so this post is called How to Use Virtual Assistance to Make Your Own Foreign Language Materials. And it walks you through some cool ways of creating the, the language material that you want in order to study in the way that suits you for a very, very affordable rate, actually. So that's so go and check that out. I'll put the link to this in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 59. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.